When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome our very special guest, Steve Hackett, with us. Good morning, Steve. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Now that you're here, I'm doing great, as a matter of fact. Singer, songwriter, record producer who gained prominence as the lead guitarist of the progressive rock band Genesis. Back in the day, 7177, Steve Hackett is renowned as an immensely... Now, wait a second, Steve. Nobody's ever written this about me, so I don't know if I can get this all out. Okay, you ready? Okay. Okay. Steve Hackett is renowned as an immensely talented and innovative rock musician. That's a hell of a compliment, Steve. Yeah, I didn't write that myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, good. How are things, Steve? Life is good, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, life is very good. It's, it's very busy. I'm about to get on a plate on Saturday to go to Montreal. I kick off a tour. It'll be two months. It'll kick off in, in Canada, and I'll come to the States. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it I, immensely. I, I kind of live for it. It is the oxygen that drives these wheels. Yeah, I could see that. Um, by the way, uh, Steve's talking about kicking off a tour in Montreal. What a great city to kick off a tour. Yeah, it's, uh, I went, first went there in 1957. My my family were going to move to Canada, mm-hmm. and we were heading towards Vancouver. That was where my dad was already out there. He got himself a job and everything. I loved it as a kid, but uh, unfortunately, we were not to stay. My mother got homesick immediately, and we came back to the UK, which was a bit of a shock for me. But I, you know, I was seven years old, and I was I was ready to become Canadian. Perhaps I could have joined Brian Adams' band or something like that, you know. So <laughs> I think allowed to go up there or, or, or Neil Young or something, you know. You never know. But uh, life had other plans for me. Steve, are you still adding uh, locations and dates to your tour? Yeah, all the time. It's stretching on into into 2025 as well. So it's, yeah. it's a very busy time, yeah. Now, you are coming to Minneapolis-St. Paul at some point, I hope. Yeah, we are. We are indeed. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that because you guys do a hell of a show. This town, well, the entire the entire Midwest is huge fans. There's no question about that. I'm so glad that uh, people are getting back out again and people are doing shows. Uh, you know, Taylor Swift obviously is kind of she got a little hot there, Steve. Do you think she uh, her her career got a little hot? What do you What do you say? Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard great things about her shows. So it's like. It's like moving Wembley to uh, to arrive somewhere in your backyard, isn't it? You know, it's it's extraordinary. Um, but it has to be about the music, doesn't it? At the end of the day, you know? yes. 
Yes. Yeah. You go through the multimedia show and all the rest, you know, are fabulous. But um, I don't know, I joined this little band Genesis all these years ago, and it started to do extraordinary things that no one was expecting it to do, and uh, and it's provided a number of things that I do in, in, in the live show. So I refer back to that from the time when John Lennon gave an interview and he said he thought that Genesis were true sons of the Beatles, and so... I've never looked back since there was praise from Caesar on that <laughs> level. Um, so that was a shot in the arm. So I thought, you know, maybe we're, we're doing something right. Maybe we're doing something right then. Maybe we're doing something right now. I don't know what I am with my band, because I know Genesis is officially um, uh, retired, as mm-hmm. you know, because of Phil Collins' poor health and all the rest. Um, but, you know, I'm, I want to honor the early work that we did, that we you know, Genesis with fire, as I, as I see it. And um, so I'm doing a whole ton. I've been touring for 15 years nonstop, basically. You know, Steve, i got to tell you, you and I are probably pretty close to the same age. And I look back, and yes, going through the 1960s, particularly in America with presidents being assassinated and Martin Luther King and all the rest of them went through that tough deal And, of course, that started just a few years after the Stones and the Beatles broke. Uh, Just before what the era you're talking about, Genesis started just a year or two after that. I mean, growing up the way we grew up, Steve, it's it's been an interesting world, don't you think? Well, it's an interesting world at the moment. And, you know, despite all the technology and all the possibility of cooperation, it seems like it's a decoupling world. A lot of entrenched positions being taken up, you know, people lining up on one side of the trench or the other. And at least in music, you know, uh, it doesn't have to have borders. You can work with anyone from anywhere. You can visit anywhere. You're a sort of natural ambassador for peace. So everything that you and I do in this thing around music, I think is important. Oh, I don't think, Steve, there's, I don't think there's any question. I talk about this all the time, as a matter of fact that in my childhood as a teenager, a lot of, you know, it was a pretty rough and tumble childhood and all the rest of it. And if it weren't for the music that I heard every day from people like Genesis, the Stones, the Beatles, you go, all the great R&B that broke at the time, my exposure to that as a young boy, you guys got me through that whole era because there was tremendous sadness, but then you guys brought joy to the same era. Well, you know, I, I remember a lot of the, the events that, that you're talking about. You know, everyone remembers uh, the, the, the day or the night for us over here when we heard that Kennedy had, had, had died. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were... I'd just been to a dance in, in, in Hammersmith, you know. Young guys, you know, we were probably about... We were 13, that's what we were. It was 63, so... Um, that was sad, and, and of course, you know, Martin Luther King, you mentioned that. I visited a place where he was born, mm-hmm. and um, and the church where another member of his family were assassinated, you know, later on. Yes. Um, one of the ladies, and I just think, well, my God, you know, um, it's an extraordinary thing, isn't it? And yet, and yet, and yet we have the music. I think that, that King knew that he was going to be assassinated. He was giving this speech saying, Basically, he was saying he knew he wasn't going to make it. It was just, it was too controversial. The idea of equality, but yeah, they're worth fighting for. So uh, it's it's extraordinary stuff. That's why there's so many songs about him. There's so much of, of the I had a dream. Well, 
you know, you can throw in the towel and say that, 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 that you know, who needs the dream, but I think we do. We do. Much more right now than, than ever before. The world is in so much danger. Um, it's all just around the corner. I know America thinks that it's the only only country on the planet, and that, you know, but, but it isn't, you know. It's, it's bordering so much. It's, uh, it's, it's just a missile shot away the whole time. So, yep. Uh, everything I do is, 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 as far as I'm concerned, it's maybe my colours to the mark in terms of peace. It has to be peace. It has to be love. It has to be all of those things because the alternative isn't worth thinking about. Steve, you've made my day better by just talking about that stuff. I really appreciate your time, sir, and I cannot wait to see you and come to town. Uh, and, and like I said, when you guys hit the road, you make everybody very, very happy. It's got to be uh, wonderful and a joy for you to do that. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning, Steve. Thank you, Tom. All the best to you and your listeners. Have a thank good day, you. sir. Bye. Steve Hackett, ladies and gentlemen, 7177 Genesis. Um, we didn't have a lot of time. You know, he's only got like eight minutes at a time, mm -hmm. which I understand. But do you guys remember, uh, as I've said before, the Marvin Gaze of the world inspired me to be in a better mood? Yeah. And singing about just the things that, well, Mike, you and I were just talking about this uh, last week, as a matter of fact, the songs that we heard that inspired us to take another step forward. Oh, no, you know? no question. And, you know, you could be having a bad day and then you turn on KUXL. Oh yeah, and you'd hear, uh, you know, you'd hear Otis, uh, you know, try a little tenderness. Yep. And then everything the, the day was a little better, you know. Uh, there's no question about it. Music for me, at least, you know, the very very first song that really inspired me was "Twist and Shout" as done by the Beatles, mm -hmm. which I find a lovely song. But I think one of the reasons I loved it so much is in order to do the song right, you kind of had to sound like you were angry. <laughs> yeah, you can't sing that song. You have to yell that song. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which I really See that? think yeah. it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Well, I it was that. it was a period of discovery. It was, and yep. you know, and of course, you know, the, the, Steve and I are born the same year, mm -hmm. so I totally relate to what he's saying. Yep, and and I know you do too. Yes, sir. and uh, so that was the great thing. You know, when you're at a time in your life when you're when you're learning new things, when you're adapting new things into your own culture. And that's really, that's what growth is all about. But it's also, it's also, you know, what you need to do to be a, a full human being. I couldn't agree more, Mike. I mean, that's, I, I wish film would get back to that instead of all this shoot them up, bang them up, a garden of the galaxy kill thing. Yeah. Can, you, know, you have any stories that are positive that uh, yeah. you can put out there? That'd be kind of yeah, nice. That'd, that'd be wonderful. Hey, this generation right now, the teenagers in this generation are going through a very, very, very tough period. Yeah, oh, no like we did back in the 60s. Yeah. So I don't know why it has to keep, you know, continuing on and on and on. I Once again, the 60s, because it was its breakthrough era and all the rest of it, there was a lot of money floating around back in the early 60s yeah. in the world. And a lot of tragedy. And a lot of tragedy because of people's interest in money. It's going on right now again. It's money, 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 money. That's all that matters to anybody anymore. Well, I mean, you know, there was, there's always going to be a lot, and it's worse every year. Yeah. And uh, the Supreme Court has made, made that clear. But, um, but also, also, you know, you go back to the early 60s, especially with Kennedy being assassinated. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. While, while you were growing, while you were learning new things, 
there was also, of course, uh, that layer of tragedy. So the two of them sort of clash, and you know, you don't you don't re really know what to identify with when when that happens. Yeah, well, there's no question about that. Do you think? I just thought of something, and it's kind of rather interesting. You know, I had a pretty rough and tumble childhood with the father and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's why I got so singularly focused on the most important thing in my life is my family? Yeah, well. I had to have a lot to do with it. Yeah, I mean, growing up in a family that was really messed up myself. Yeah. You know, I, I had to grab onto something. Yes, you know, and, exactly. And also, of course, it didn't help that I was a little bit OCD there. And Not so, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, and when, when that happens, yeah, you're, you're looking for a lifeline. Yep. And that's what the Beatles did, the Rolling Stones did. That's what music does today. Music is a huge thing. If people avoid music, you got problems. Yeah. Now, sometimes music's not very good. Well, that's yeah, <laughs> unfortunately that's, that's for certain. There's especially today. I feel like you know when you guys hear the U.S. talk about music from back in the day, it was definitely more inspiring. And I feel like we don't have that. Today. Yeah. Like during the You're pandemic, right. when you know all of Minneapolis was on fire and everything was going crazy, there was I was like, I'm surprised nobody's releasing positive music like there i feel like that. I agree. Aren't using that as a platform to kind of bring people together anymore. Well, in that era. The, the rap era, mm -hmm. I can name two songs that I like of that whole genre. The very first one, Rapper's Delight. Yeah, well, that was like the was kickoff. Phenomenal to, song. Yep. And the chicken tastes like wood. <laughs> How would you know that? How would you know what wood tastes right. like? Right. <laughs> and the other one was California Love, because all they mm -hmm. did in that song was talk about how much they loved being from where they're from mm -hmm. and yep. how happy they were. Yeah. Those are my, the only two rap songs I've ever liked. I don't like all that negative bullshit. I get enough of that from you people. Well, now, now rap music has, <laughs> rap music has been, um, I would say, kidnapped by Madison Avenue. Yeah, oh, no doubt about mm -hmm. it, Mike. And every money. commercial you see on TV, yep. I'm seeing commercials for white bread, and they got a rap background. <laughs> I don't get that. You know, I agree. Tevin, you're talking about kind of like <laughs> needing that positivity during the pandemic. And I think it was really hard for anybody creative to even create anything during the pandemic yeah. because they were also in their own world and feeling that depression. But like people that were able to create and make things, like that's a very huge talent. Yeah. Because when you have no stimuli, no experiences that you're getting inspired from, and it's like we all heard like I mean I, I, everybody wanted to make a song of like now I'm going for a walk and I'm going for another walk. Decided to take my dog for another. You know what I mean? Like right. But I'm not saying like. I think creatively, like, can you hear songs about, like, like, I don't, they don't have a rap about their actual, like, what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, but I think, yeah. like, when you're, everybody's going through something as, like, a culture a or totally. as a whole, like, I think it, you can still find ways to make music about, I'm not saying necessarily a whole album, but mm -hmm. you can still make, like, a single about, you there know. There was only a handful of artists something. that were able, you know, they had all this time, yeah, all their tours stopped, but there was only a handful of artists who actually made albums mm. during the pandemic. Oh yeah, because mm. like that was took such a toll. And people that did, I always go, wow, they were so mm. talented to be able to like scrape together enough motivation to do that. Right, and especially because a lot of creatives, like whether it's comedy or in music, they'll say like, oh well, it comes some of it comes from a dark place. And yeah. so like being in kind of a dark time, <laughs> I was surprised that nobody 
had made anything oh, like or I shouldn't say not nobody but like there there was more I don't know there was should have been more I feel like well, I don't, I don't, luckily for me it was QAnon that filled that gap That's yeah right. absolutely you're good well so you can go see uh, Jim Caviezel's new movie so that'll be good what's that they're saying that Jim Caviezel the actor yeah I, he's a, apparently a member of QAnon. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I had no idea. And I don't know, even know if it's true or if it's some more Hollywood bullshit. Mm-hmm. But uh, what it, I, nobody's ever explained to me what QAnon actually does or what it is. What What is that? Well, it was started, uh, you, you'll, you'll be shocked by this, it was started as a money-making scam. No! Yep. You're kidding me. Money was involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting, Mike. Everything <laughs> it's true. is about money. Yeah. Oh, God. I saw the other day, I hadn't seen this before, but I saw some video of the people waiting for GFK to return. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're all, you know, they're all gathered there. And they're, they're, Where is he? Uh, well, I, no one knows because he didn't show up that day. Okay. He was supposed to show up at Dealey Plaza. Oh, okay. That, oh, that was going to be his re-entry yeah. into the world, the place, oh, where, okay. the place where he was <clears throat> supposedly assassinated. So he wasn't assassinated. Uh, well, par- apparently not. I, I guess not. Why did it look like his head, half his head, was missing? Well, that's uh, you know, that's if you believe that. Obviously. <laughs> well, didn't she, Jackie try to put his head back on? It, it, well, she was trying to do something. Yeah. Yeah, she was trying to. I believe she tried to like grab it and put it back on his head. Oh, it's and incredible. And then she crawled out the, off the back of the trunk, and she was gone. Yeah, it was bad stuff. Yeah, I don't. So there are people out there that think JFK's. First of all, wouldn't he be about 115? Well, I think he would return at the same age. Oh, he's coming back yeah. at the same but, age. But the good thing is, okay. if he was 115, he could still run for president. That's true. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can't get too old. You'd be too young, but right. you can't be too old, <laughs> which I find kind of hilarious. Uh, actually, JFK was probably born. My guess would be what about 1910, something like that. Well, let's see, 63. Yeah, around then, I think. Yeah. Or no, maybe even later than later, that. Li- he was later. young. Yeah, because he was. He maybe was 1915. Yeah, yeah, we're right around there, around the year, not far from the year when my parents were born. Yeah, ten or fifteen, somewhere in there, because he, he became president. Wasn't he only like forty or forty-one or something? I was thinking he was in his mid forties, but he was. He mid forties? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, he was pretty young. But I, he was I, pretty I, young. I remember that. You know, imagine today if somebody were running for president at the age of forty-five. How about my mother, though? Love JFK, just loved him because yeah. he was Catholic, right? Of course, yeah. She just absolutely loved him. I said, Mom, I said, how can you like that guy? His family's in the mafia. And she said, well, they're Catholic, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but, but then, okay, you know, but then, you know uh, Robert Kennedy, not the one we see today. Different, yeah. But the original Robert Kennedy. His I mean, father. He, he, he went after the mafia. He did, oh, big time. Yeah. Big time, he it went after the mafia. May well have cost him his life. It cost, what's his name, his life, too? The guy in Detroit. The head of the UAW. Oh, uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. I think Robert Kennedy got him bumped off, didn't he? Uh, I, I, there's all sorts of theories. I well, don't that's know. true. There are a lot of stories out there. So going back to QAnon for one second. So QAnon is... It kind of started, do you, do you know what 4chan and 8chan is? No. It's kind of like an underground, really dark, I think it's on the dark web too, the way to get to it. But mm-hmm. anyways, people feel really brazen to write the most insane things. Like um, what? 
Well, they're really into Hitler and like praising Hitler. Yeah. That's a big thing. And what actually, is there to praise about it, Hitler? It got a lot of attention because there was a shooting that happened and the person was doing live updates at the shooting. Like the, the shooter, the active mm. shooter was updating on 4chan and 8chan which is like kind of like a, a message board oh, while they were like Reddit kind of. Yeah, oh, it's okay. like Reddit, but way dark. Yeah, and like people say, it's like you took the filter off of social media. It makes look, it makes like Twitter look like the nicest place. Yeah, like sunshine, rainbows, yes. unicorns. Because 4chan, 8chan is all about like people's are beliefs and they find each other and mm -hmm. kind of that's how QAnon was formed. A big thing that came out of QAnon was there was this little pizza place that they decided to spread a rumor. Pizzagate. Yeah. Pizzagate, yeah. Oh, Pizzagate, that's they right. They decided on on, on these, you know, talking threads, these these dark like I, threads is just like a very casual way of saying what 4chan and 8chan is. They talked about this pizza place having a room underneath that they were having child trafficking right. and sex right. with children. Oh, yeah. And a guy brought a gun to this pizza I place remember. saying, yeah. open, you know, da, da, da. so it was like one of those, it was just, that was like hardcore proof of people reading these as facts and then taking it. And then it kind of bleeds out, QAnon bleeds Jesus. out into like, um, these, some of these theories bleed out into big, you know, YouTube extreme people that'll go on long talks about this and they grab all their information from these threads, but they act like it's from, you know, some other place. So it's just. QAnon is where mainstream politics merges with insanity. Yeah, well, yeah. that sounds like it. Or like most of them now, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Do you think, and I don't know how we would have gotten this done in the world, but giving people full access to the internet was a really bad idea. <laughs> but inevitable, right? It was like inevitable. No it was yeah. inevitable, but just a really bad. Oh, now I can get a hold of all the other psychotic <laughs> nut jobs out there. It what is a true. Great thing. It always blew my mind pre-internet sentences. Oh, know, I'm sorry. Things. I thought you were done no, with your no, thought. No. <laughs> what time does Catherine get back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on me again. Okay. What were you saying now? Like, I, yes, I, I was piggybacking on what you were saying is that I agree with you. It blew my mind pre-internet when people were able, like, you know how there's these couples that find each other and kill together? Yeah. How do yeah. you how do you even test it? Like, me and Tevin are dating, I and I'm like, know. you like stabbing people. I, you, I mean, like In-N-Out Burger, you know? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, the the idea of that was, like, so wild to me. So you're right. Mm -hmm. Right, because the, 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 the worst people in the world found each other yeah. yes they did and it was and so much better problem. when they thought that they were totally alone yes yeah mm -hmm. right that's exact that's a great point mike when they thought they were alone they were much more laid back yeah but now they've got an army out there boy and yeah yeah the internet is not good for human beings i'm sorry it's just in, i don't go on social media for that very reason yeah it's like, well, you know. and most people just don't know how to use the internet i agree like they don't they just see something and like Brittany is saying and it's oh well that must be a fact and you can find all these other people and now we just live in this world where everybody has these same extreme ideas nobody really fact checks or does any actual research oh no no they got all the answers on the yeah look i'm on the internet right now on two different screens i have news stories on one and a bunch of asshole oh wait a minute it's you guys <laughs> <laughs> how did that get there how did that ever happen is there anything we can do we like they say, you can't you can't put the cork back in the bottle. Apparently, yeah, uh, I don't see us ever recovering from. Well, this. The, the internet gives us the opportunity to become enlightened, but well, most people don't want to be. They don't want to be enlightened. Mm -hmm. I mean, we obviously had a great opportunity. We're on the internet right now. 
uh, this show right. is, is doing well because of the Internet. And, and one of the things we've discovered, largely because of the Internet, is people don't want democracy anymore. No, they don't. You're right. And that is that. really a shattering insight. So what are we going to do, Mike? Because that is true. Well, we may devolve into something incredibly ugly. We're kind of getting there I mean, already. Strong, huh? men, strong <laughs> men rule about half the planet now. Yeah, yep. So um, a lot of people want that. They, they want strong men. They want dictators. They, they don't think democracy, they do. democracy doesn't work for them, you know. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work in America anymore either. Well, it's, it, it only works if people want it to. You're right. And I do, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I do too. I'd like to see democracy working again, go shoulder to shoulder, get through this. No, once again, it's all about the money. To hate people, you can make a lot of money hating people. Yeah. No it's money, but that. it's also extremism, yes, which is. in many cases is taught by religion. Oh, I went through that myself. I did. That's why I'm not a very religious guy. Yeah. I mean, the no, Catholic I society thing I loved. I've never been all that religious a guy. Look, there's something bigger than me. I know that, mm. whether it's God or it's, you know, Jehovah or Jesus or whatever it is. Or pickleball. Pickleball that hit my wife right in the eye and harmed her, but other than <laughs> I, that. I heard, yeah, I was ta heard you talking about how she, got, her. she got pickleballed. It literally looks like I punched her. It literally does <laughs> look like that. It's like, oh, God. Well, you know, the thing about pickleball, just to devolve for a moment, is... The, the problem, the thing that makes it dangerous is the proximity. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're really tight, baby. I just started playing. I've played a couple of, a couple of games with, with Catherine. Mm -hmm. You could get hurt if you don't watch what you're doing. Oh, I, I know a number of people who have. Uh, already? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I just got involved, so I don't know anybody yet. But I don't know. Like I said, I, I really... Do you think we will have to crash and burn before we all stop hating one another again? Uh, it it seems like the most likely it does doesn't it? yeah result of all this. I, it, why do you want to hate, waste your time on hating? I, there are people who have done horrible things to me. I don't hate them. No, you do it to my kids. That's different. Well, it, well then I have to harm you. It's because of hate, for example, that the government's going to be shut down. Yes, that's pure hate. That's just. Hate. But, but you know, if you want to look at the bright side. It's just a it's just a small core of people who are being allowed to do this. I know. Do you believe that? They're the most it's like hateful twenty people. people. Yeah, that's it. It's like twenty people that are gonna do this to the entire country. But that is sort of a microcosm of what's going on in the world. It's it's the it's the worst human beings who are not a majority, but you know, you can go back to any country you want to that devolved into this this sort of madness and you can see the same thing. I mean, you know, Hitler never got a majority of the votes. No. He had his own voting system. Yeah, well, <laughs> we right. should mention exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah, Mike, I mean, I'm sorry. It's just one of those situations. I, I just, why people want to live like this, I just yeah. don't. Why do you want to? I wouldn't waste my time. If I didn't like you, I'd stay away from you. Yeah. Well, all I, we can do, would. you know, all, all that, that we can do is just try to go forward and mm -hmm. try to project a, a different view, raise our children to be you know, respectful, decent, ethical people. Uh, what else can you do? It's all you can do. And then they'll be pissed on, too. So <laughs> Of course. <laughs> they will. There's no question about no, it. No, that's true. People are making money from it, and a lot of people, I, I think that makes them feel strong, that hatred of something or someone. Yep. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But 
We need to take a break. Come right back in a couple of minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom here, and I just read a great success story from an online review for MN Fat Loss. In her review, Karen writes, the team at MN Fat Loss is caring, and they're wonderful. They're very supportive, which I need. There's no question about that. And I had a great experience. Well, I did too, Karen. Absolutely. I lost 10% of my body weight easily. The plan is simple. I ate real food. I finally learned how to eat right which is a big part of it. I had previously tried so many other weight loss plans. None of them taught me how to eat right. I feel so much better. I do. I sleep better. All my aches and pains have gone away. Thank you so much to the MN Fat Loss team. You did a great job, Karen. So I'm happy to hear about your success. I, I am. I, people have success. I'm happy for you. Are you ready to lose the weight, feel better? Go to mnfatloss.com and schedule a free phone consultation. It's so easy to see. If MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you, they offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. You don't have to take time off work or get a babysitter for the kids. It's as easy as getting on a quick call with the expert staff. It works very smoothly. It works really well. You can share your goals, learn about the program, and see if it is a good fit to help you lose weight and, of course, feel better. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, too, by the way. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. Let them know that Tom sent you. I cannot wait to hear about your success story. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Attention taxpayers, ready for some bad news? With $80 billion in new funding from Congress, the IRS has launched their most aggressive hiring campaign ever to ramp up enforcement. If you're ignoring your taxes, don't delay another minute because your paycheck, your bank account, even your home or business could already be at risk. Now, here's the good news. Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm, can get to work immediately, helping to protect you from the IRS. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, their tax attorneys and licensed professionals are experts at resolving tax problems. Let them help determine if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative or other powerful IRS tax assistance programs. Take control. Call Optima Tax Relief now for a free consultation. Call 800-783-8055. That's 800-783-8055. 800-783-8055. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. 
And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. So I just had a revelation. I went for a little walk in the halls, you know, stretch the legs and all the rest of it. You guys are right, Catherine. I have one more show till Catherine gets back, and I'll focus on not being a pain in the ass. Tom, guess what? What? We love you no matter what. I just adore that woman. You know, you know, I can't even hide it. That's the suck part of it. Yeah. I'd like to hide the fact that I adore my wife, but I can't. Oh, trust me. When she goes out of town, I want to go out of town. Like, I think I'm going to start looping in my vacation with You don't Catherine. have to be around me then when she's out of town? <laughs> no! No! What? No! Everything's fine. But everything is fine. I don't feel like, I feel like you think that everything's fine. One of the greatest things about Catherine is when I first met her many, many years ago, and somebody would piss me off, i go, just wait right here. I'll be right back. And I'm going to go straighten that guy out. She'd start petting me. I know. <laughs> she petted the top of my head. Like, That'll be right. Don't worry about that. <laughs> she used to pet me like a dog. She had you well trained back <laughs> then. No, no. I, look, I hope you guys feel the same about uh, the other people in your lives, whether they're your spouse or you're just your brothers, your sisters, whatever. I love the people around me. I really do. Justin's going out of town this weekend. Uh-oh. I'm fine with it. Like... Yeah, but you're not really like, in love, though. Oh, that's, that's a big it. difference. That's it. That's I a big act- difference there, you know. That's the you thing. Don't love him. Um, usually it's one <laughs> you day. You don't really love him. The first, like, 24 hours, it's great. Yep. And then I miss him. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. And then he comes back. So it's, yeah. like, perfect time. I mean, because he's usually gone for a weekend tops. You know what this set up, when this was set up? Mm-hmm. Last night, sitting at home by myself. I know. I was like, Ugh. I know. But I did get to watch the Twins win, so that was good. Yeah, thank God they won. Because if they would have like just got destroyed, oh, been really, and really bad. out of town. No. Oh. The twins are interesting to watch now because they're sort of they've got all these peripheral players. Yes, you know, like like Dallas Keuchel. So last night he had a chance to get on the postseason roster. Mm-hmm. No longer. Not gonna make it. Not gonna make it. Does that name bother you as much as it bothers me? I don't like it. I don't either. <laughs> Well, I don't. We don't. I, I don't like with, it. I'm I'm right there with you. Like it's the close, reference yeah. to Keichel. It's I'm not, sorry. It's not good. I don't like Change it. Change your name. Yeah, or, or just make the two Ks. Uh, you know, silent. soft mm-hmm. so, or yeah. silent. Totally silent. Keichel. Aisle. <laughs> I just aisle. Yeah, be good enough. Be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm sorry, but the guy. Maybe that's why I secretly love it every time. He throws one of those 82-mile-an-hour fastballs yeah. and he gets hit 450 <laughs> feet. <laughs> There's Keuchel again. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And all it, the, the word just means circle. That's what it right. means. But it was used in a very derogatory way mm. back in the day. Mm. It uh, was shortened to Kike, which is not exactly a compliment. Well, you know, when I, when I grew up on Cretan Avenue, I never heard that word. Oh, I bet not. Not once. I did all the time, But then, then we moved to... West Minneapolis. Yep. So we were sort of squeezed between uh, the, the Jews on one side mm-hmm. and and uh, Christians. It could have been anything. A lot of Catholics on the other side. Mm-hmm. A lot of Catholics. And of course, it's in environments like that where hate blossoms. No, it's true. No question. Yeah. Well, that neighborhood was to keep all the Jews, Catholics, and Black people out of the out of the society. Right. I mean, you have, you've noticed it's surrounded by nothing but freeways, yeah. so you can't get in. Yeah, well, they or did a good out. Job. Yeah, that was the the St. Paul version. Yeah, it was same same situation St. Paul. Yeah, yeah, more more notably, but yeah, no, I mean my my mother who uh, 
she 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 went to North High School, mm-hmm. and just for perspective, she was I think uh, two years younger than Sid Hartman, who also went to North High he School. He did. Although Sid he spent most of his time hawking newspapers yes. at Plymouth and Penn. <laughs> and picking up his intoxicated father and carrying him home. Uh, yeah. Which I, is tough for a little Jewish boy, you think by the so? way. Uh, maybe not. Maybe a little Catholic boy, too. Be tough. Well, they were all drunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> well, that's like, did you hear the, uh, there's a high school in Bluton, Ohio, that their coach had to resign because one of their calls on defense was I don't know if it was in what word exactly it was but it was a very anti-semitic call because they were playing a catholic or no sorry not a catholic school they were playing a bunch of like uh, some religious school but it, it was a it was a suburb which is like 90% Jewish yeah and oh, so their okay. calls on defense were like anti-semitic there's a lot of Hitler involved yeah. in the call. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like to the oh. point where the players threatened, like, we're not going to continue to play this game if you keep yelling Hitler at us every time. Yeah, the guy. We, before we snap the, the ball. The guy, uh, he was uh, he was forced to resign, the coach was. The coach yeah. was forced yeah. to resign, was yeah. he? Yeah. Is he still alive? Oh, I think he is. I think, you know, maybe if it had been the other way around, he might not be, but yeah. Well, I mean, look at it this way. There's, there's a, a young man in this town that wrote a book called Tough Jews. They could have just called him. He could have lined up. Mm-hmm. They could have changed the tone of the conversation. Yeah, well, you know, he uh, the, the, the worst thing, if you want to take it to the ultimate worst idea possible, is that... The guy felt comfortable doing that. I know. Mm-hmm. That's the really unsettling. How old was this guy? Uh, I never saw a picture of him, and it didn't say in the stories I saw. It seemed like he, it seemed like he's probably like in his 50s, I would say. That's it? And he knows all about Hitler? Well, I mean, he d- may not know anything about Hitler, except that Hitler hated Jews and exterminated <laughs> 8 million of them or something. 8 million? Yeah, so maybe yeah. he knew that, and that was enough for him. I don't know. And what is that based on? What is the hatred of a person like that for Jews? What is it based on? It's based on the need to feel superior to That's what it is, someone. exactly. You have to feel superior. Yeah. And you also have to have someone to blame for your failures. And a small right. dick. Yeah, you gotta, there's got to be some insecurities there as yep. well with yourself to, in order to hate another group of people for no reason. AJ's <laughs> yeah. having a Britney. good day. It's out of nowhere. What did she say? A small dick. You have to have a small dick to go out of your way to hate people that much. Sorry, it's true. Well, yours is tiny. You should know. I got a big dick, and you know it. <laughs> oh God. Was that your tough guy voice? Well, it's, it's interesting you should say that because strong men typically like to project themselves as being incredibly virile. Uh, they do. And, you know, like Mussolini, true. he like I think he spent like three hours a day having sex with just random women who were brought in. Wow, must <laughs> be nice, am I right? <laughs> Why would you enjoy that? I I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's too much of a good thing, is all I can say. Well, it's way I, too much. The intimacy part is the most oh, important no, that's, part. That's no, no, not that's, even involved. Strong men like, want to make it clear that there is no intimacy. Oh, I'm, a do- I'm, I'm dominant, and Dominance. that's all there is to it. That's what it is. Why do you have to prove you're, either you're dominant or you're not? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to prove that you are? Makes no sense. Well, because because you know you know that about your inferiority. Yes, and that's what it's really all but, about. You know, you you got to do this to overcome that. Mm-hmm. I just, are people ever going to get straightened out? Not going to happen, is it? Well, it, I don't know what it would take, but. I don't either. We've had these wonderful moments in eras. Yeah. That, uh, you know, but usually they follow terrible wars. 
Yes, that's true too. And there have been enough of those in the 20 and 21st century. There's no question about yeah. that. And, but, and, you know, post-World War II, this country was, it was a, almost like an Eden, you know. It was. Yeah, you're absolutely, growing up as a boy, even though we're f- phenomenally poor, it's still, I thought it was a wonderful place. Yeah. I well, really did. Well, we were living in a post-war era. Yep, we were. And even though we knew nothing about World War II, we, you know, in, in my case, you know, most of us from that era had had fathers who had been in the war mm-hmm. in some way or another, yep. but they never talked about it. No, my father was in the army and then was released because his father got almost crushed to death. Uh, so he was released from the army, and then when my grandfather lived, my father went back in the navy. So oh, I don't know yeah. why they, well, he went in the army first, and then the, or the either the navy first, and then the, it was one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Right? That's I know that. So. Yeah, it was not a pleasant experience for any. A lot of those people never recovered from it. Oh, my father well, never did. I mean, trauma. Yeah. No, my mother. You know, she came home from from school one day. She was eight years old. Found out that her father was dead. Oh. Because he'd he'd had uh, an uh, appendicitis. Oh, okay. And he, this was he was of course on the north side. Was he in the house? Uh, no, I don't oh, think so. Oh, thank God. But but Ugh. they rushed him to to a clinic because they couldn't go. You know, there was, the Jews were a long ways in 1930 from being able to go to a real hospital. Well, the Queens Hospital. The Queens. Yeah, right there on uh, Glenwood and Penn. Well, that's actually she. Uh, he he did go to a clinic right there at yeah, Glenwood and absolute, Penn. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And the uh, the surgeon turned out to be drunk. <laughs> no, that's, that's not good. No, news. that's that's true. Jesus. Jesus. And he dropped the scalpel. <laughs> And my and my grandfather oh, bled to death. Oh, so oh my God! My, so the trauma that my mother experienced never went away because you know there was no mourning in those days. You just pretended it didn't happen. Yeah, that's right. So my mother was screwed up for the rest of her life, and then in, in turn she screwed up my brother. Yeah. And uh, so these things, you know, they they project themselves over many eras. You know who was born at Queens Hospital, don't you? Hmm. Marky Rosen. Was he? Yep. Got that birthday coming up uh, in November. I think oh. his birthday is six days after mine. I was lucky I was born in the maternity hospital. Oh, were you? Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good hospital. It probably was better than a lot of hospitals. Uh, but, yeah, probably. You know, because in, in that era, you know, there, there, were still, there were still obstetricians who didn't really understand the need to do things like wash their hands. Yeah, well, remember that that was a big, the big talk when when surgeons started washing their hands. Yeah, which of course goes back to the, to the it only goes back to like the late 1800s. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. It was the late 1800s. So maybe we should wash our hands before we yeah. dig in there. Yeah, it's maybe. A, it's amazing how far we've come. Like the things that <laughs> yeah, used to be exactly. allowed, like smoking on airplanes oh, back yeah. in the day. Like, oh my gosh. I still love that. I'm sitting this far from you and I'm smoking and that shouldn't affect yeah. you. Right. He's in what? The, but he's in the non-smoking He's in the section. non-smoking oh, Like at restaurants, smoking or non-smoking? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. sitting next to each other anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, because the the non-smoking area, era, area was the area where the smoker sat. Yes. So, you know, we'll put up a sign here. Yeah. No, oh, I, it's just I, crazy. I've sat one row in front of smoking, and I did notice there was a little smoke coming my way. I'll no, that you. doesn't make any sense because you were a non-smoking. I was a non-smoking. No, they used to do that on the Amtrak, too. They were like, hey, the smoking car is underneath this car. So, like, you're just the lower level. But don't worry, above it is non-smoking. And you're just like, yeah, okay. Everything I, just reeks. Yep. I forced uh, an airplane to 
to take off about 15 minutes late. You did? Because they put me in, in right next to the smoking section. Oh, God. And I said, no, no, this, this is not right. I'm not going to do this. Right. You're going to have to find some room for me somewhere, mm-hmm. or you're going to have to tell the people there not to smoke. Right. Because if, if, if the smoking section is right in front of me, then I'm in the smoking section. That's correct. <laughs> did they ever do it? Yeah. Oh, they did. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. That's nice to know. You were like the first person almost tased on an airplane. You were like the first. I'm not (laughs) going anywhere. Lucky there weren't cell phones recording. I want to speak to the manager. (laughs) Talking about flying. My favorite flying story has nothing to do with the smoke part, but it has to do with flying. Kurt Vonnegut had the greatest stories about flying of any living human. Because, you know, his face was all over the place. He wrote so many bestsellers, blah, blah, blah. But some people didn't know, you know, he, who he was or whatever. So he's sitting in first classes many, many years ago. And he decided when pe- if people asked him, are you Kurt Vonnegut? He'd say, no, I'm not actually. My name is Bill Berditzman and blah, 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 right? So he made up this whole story. He's sitting by the window <laughs> in first class. Guy sits down next to him. They start talking. He goes, um, so you look familiar, and Vonnie goes, no, I, I don't, no, I don't think so. Maybe I just look like somebody or something. He goes, really? Yeah, you, you must look just like somebody because you look very, very familiar. And he said, well, so what do you do? And Vonnegut thought he was being very clever, and this is God playing a role. Vonnegut said, well, I'm a pipe fitter. The guy goes, really? I'm the president of the pipe fitters union. <laughs> oh, no. They talk pipe fitting for like four hours. End your life. <laughs> but Kurt Vonnegut was such a character. I bet he like ended up put, using that for some of his one of his oh, characters. Absolutely. He had such backstories on Great everybody. Writer. Great writer. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like I talked to a. a <laughs> air marshal once and he was like that was his thing because he's like i fly all the time so he would ask people for their business card and then on his next flight that would be his job that he would do if oh. somebody oh, asked him oh, yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah cool things like that I, well, I, I used to you know work with bob mcdonald who was the 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 maverick ceo of a life insurance company mm-hmm. and he didn't want to talk to people uh when he was on an airplane so he had a card <laughs> he had cards made up that that said you know like like you know bill humphrey uh casket caskets incorporated oh so he told, nobody wants to talk so he about just it. told people that he sold caskets and that was it <laughs> nobody ever talked to him no conversation <laughs> that is so That's pretty funny. smart actually yeah well he was a smart guy he still is see i've had great i've had great conversations at one time i um am sitting back Catherine and the kids are sitting in three seats, so I had to sit a couple of rows behind them on the other side of the aisle, and I'm sitting there right on the uh, aisle, and this guy who was probably about 6'5", big-time weightlifter, I mean, he had these massive broad shoulders, he walks up past me and he goes, are you sitting there? I said, yeah, and he goes, you're effed. Because he was sitting in the center seat. Here's me the entire flight. Yeah, I'm leaning, leaning over. over to my left. That's exactly how I felt when we flew back, uh, flew back from Florida last time, and it was they ended up moving the flight an hour, and Gogo was just a wreck. I look looked at this lady, and I want to be like, "You're fucked." Like I just wanted to be like, "You are screwed," because this baby's gonna cry oh, the whole yeah. time. I I, uh, I asked this guy once if he could trade seats with my wife because we had a we had. A, Max mm-hmm. at the time, I think yeah. it was Max. So he was like about a year and a half years old, 
And the guy said, no, I'm not going to do that. So what happened was Max shrieked and cried the whole time. Oh, and God. I just had him lean over toward the guy <laughs> who wouldn't give up his Absolutely. seat. Absolutely. Yeah. Tough titty, buddy. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you asked for it. You got it. Quick ending to my story. So this gigantic man, nicest guy in the world, just yeah. a great guy. We're laughing, joking. Oh, good. So he says, so what, what are you doing, blah, blah, I said, well, you see that woman up there about three rows ahead of us? That's my wife, and she has our two kids, and, you know, we have three seats, and therefore, blah, blah. He goes, oh, that's your wife? What's her name? And I said, Catherine. He goes, oh, that's really great. That's really wonderful. But 10 minutes later, he gets up to go to the bathroom, but he doesn't go to the one in the back of the plane. He goes to the one in the front of the plane, mm -hmm. which you're not supposed to do, but he did it anyway. And the reason he did it is he's walking back from the bathroom, walks by, and he goes, Catherine, is that you? It's me, Bill. <laughs> That's really funny. He worked her like there was no tomorrow. And Catherine's so polite, but she like, also has a dead face giveaway. <laughs> she's got like the like, who the hell are you? Like, yeah. oh, hi. But like her face was probably like, mm, <laughs> of course, no. Of course, that no. was before she was pickleballed. Yeah, yeah. hit right this in the true. face. This is true. I will never forget. Catherine, is that you? That's, that guy's hilarious. Yes, I don't know he's that guy, guy, but he's my new favorite person. Oh, he's a great guy. I wouldn't want to piss him off, I no. will tell you that. But, yeah, she's looking at him, and then she looks back at me like... <laughs> And then she realized we teed her up. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty good at that. No yeah, question about it. She's probably thought that was hilarious. Uh, I suppose. So what else? Anything else happening in the world we should know about? I, um, I passed on last night's uh, Yeah, I didn't, watch, I didn't watch it either. I, you know, I, saw, I saw a few highlights this morning, and uh, I, don't know, I don't even know why people subject themselves to that. And I'm not talking just about the people watching. I'm talking about the people who are taking part in the debate. Yeah, it's a waste what of time. do they think they're going to accomplish? Yeah, it's a waste of time. You're screaming over each other. I have a really I, Mike, I have no idea who the hell I'm going to vote for. I know i got another year and a month left. Yeah. What? I thought, honestly, until you guys clarified that you're talking about the debate, I thought you were talking about the Twins game at first, and I was so <laughs> confused. Well, that oh. too. <laughs> the, the way that he was saying it, it's like, yeah, well, I they didn't even won. watch last night. He didn't clarify the thing, so I was sitting here going, what? And he goes, even the people involved in it, I feel bad for. And I was like, you feel bad for the players? I literally said the debate yeah. to him well, at the beginning of that conversation. No, you, in, in Britney's yes, defense, she's I doing did. a crossword puzzle. No, right I'm now. not. Now, you've got to stop doing that because you I'm miss not. stuff oh my all God. the time. I literally thought you were I was paying attention to you. You go, what's going on in the I world said today? the debate. Yeah. No, at, you said... Yes, I, I, I knew did. they were talking about the debates. And I but was, but oh. in, in, in all fairness, I was watching the Twins game. <laughs> at the same yeah. time. So, well, no, I wasn't watching the debate. Yeah, I was just watching the Twins game just, because because I'm a huge Twins fan, and I laid a run and a half on the Twins. Well, there I, you go. The only reason I like told on myself that I thought that is I thought it was funny that it was kind of interchangeable that she was saying, you know, I don't even know why I subject myself to this. And you're like, yeah, I don't even know why we do either. And yeah. then I was like, I thought that was kind of funny that they could be interchangeable. No? Okay. I think she's right. I think oh. there's an irony there. What, not paying attention? And if anyone's ironic, you know. To be on a show and you're Brittany. not paying attention ever? I was, I'm, I, you know how I could have just not said anything and I thought it was funny that I mentioned <laughs> that? I could have just gone, do, 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 do. I mean, but there like, is some irony there where you you have the same feeling at times about yeah. the twins as you would about the debate. Mm -hmm. Don't try to protect no, them. Nobody bullshit. needs to protect See, Yes, me. you do. You didn't even know what I said because you weren't paying attention again. All right, I'm going to go back and get the clip and see if there's any word debate in it. How about that? 
They Could did I? say debate. Yes. Okay. I did. All right. Well, I'm sorry that I thought that was funny. We're going to close down the computer. I wasn't even on. on my computer. Yes, I was going you were. back and forth with my <laughs> head, and I missed. Games. I thought it was funny. No. Total disaster. Oh, my God. You're doing the New York Times spelling bee, no, aren't you? No, I'm doing mm. nothing. I literally no. was doing this. All right. Hey, Mike, I get it. Today's one of those back days. To our secret talk we we're having about swimming. Mm. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> What a goofball. So you don't know who to vote for. That's the. I have no idea who the hell I'm going to vote for. I wa- because Mike was talking about the debate and all the rest of it. Mm. I watched minutes of it, and I, I kind of came back and forth a little bit, but they were always screaming when I went well, back. Yeah, they're, they're failed people in a failed system. Yeah, well, I would agree with that. Mm. I don't think there's any question about that. When are we going to stop uh, seeing all of our politicians being arrested for felonies? Uh, well, you, it's just the ones in New Jersey for the most part. <laughs> it is the ones in I mean, New that's Jersey. That's a tradition in New Jersey. <laughs> that's kind of cold, though. But what I love is, oh, your people. It's people on both sides that are filthy pigs. Hey, uh, what look, are we going to own up look, to? Look, a, a, a few, maybe a few hundred million dollars worth of gold. Yeah. So no, what? I mean, that's just because the, he was friends with the guy. That certainly isn't going to influence his votes. You know what? And I don't mean to be mean at all, but you know who his that Menendez's wife looks just like? Hmm. Jesse Ventura. Really? His wife looks like Jesse Ventura. No he does. I'm not I, I just, I guess, she's, I, a, she's about a foot taller than he is. Yeah, she's much taller. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the guy with the guy who has you know a lot of gold and stored in his place. Yeah, I mean, he can uh, he can probably uh, afford to at at five foot four to marry a. Uh, <laughs> You know, probably, probably, you know, someone on the dance line in Vegas, right? Oh, his eyes are dancing over there. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're just going to leave our thoughts to ourselves about his wife. So we're not going to go seems, with Jesse Ventura? She seems like a nice person. Oh, listen she's, to she's, you. She's, 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 she's good, the one who stole more money than he did, by the way. She's got a good personality. Did you know that? Did she? Well, she then stole she's not two a nice and a half person. times more money yeah, than he did. Well, isn't it always that way? <laughs> Typical well, let's Catherine. Let's face it. Exactly. Gets hit by one pickleball and all of a sudden... <laughs> In any case, no, I, it, every time you turn on the TV now, there's some other filthy politician getting arrested. Yeah. And, oh, they're fine. They didn't. Do, yes, they all did it. Every, they're well, all filthy. And I'll tell you this much. Being a leftist as I am, I'm delighted that this guy was caught in, well, I mean, it's not the first time he was caught doing this. It's just that this time it's probably going to stick. Because after yeah, all, yeah. you know, he he was tried before on basically the same thing. He was, yeah. And and some for some reason there was a hung jury. Mike, how much money do you have sewn into your jacket right now? <laughs> well, I have I have three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> three bucks. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking the. But big it's dough. a very expensive sweatshirt. You have to say yes. that market value. Yes. Yeah. No, actually, I'm wearing a shredded one now. I know. How do you think it is that anyone can defend either party at this point? The filth on both sides is disgusting. How can you defend any of these people? No, I mean, the only defense that people, or you hear all the time, will be just like, yeah, but look it over there. It's like just deflecting. You can't do it's that constant it's... deflecting. He's like, no, 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 like take some responsibility for your own side, clean up that, and then you can go attack. But that's, that's why I say, as a leftist, <laughs> I'm glad that a Democrat got caught in this, because then when I go after the people on the right who mm-hmm. are doing the same thing, same thing. it doesn't yeah. sound like I'm partisan at all. Because mm-hmm. I, I can say, yeah, no, I went right after Menendez. I agree. And you should go after all of them. Oh, of course, yeah. Filthy. Mm-hmm. A standard should be held. Um, there are four emails I really need us to read. 
Oh, they praise you? Uh, Is that why? That's exactly why. From Michael. I'm on Brit's side. He didn't say anything about the debate. Thank you, Michael. I did. Karen. Brittany, I thought they were talking about the Twins game, too. Ha, ha, ha. Bullshit. Joe from St. Louis. (laughs) I didn't hear them say anything about the debate. The setup sounded like the Twins game. I'm on Britney's side. I hadn't, I didn't watch the game last night, but I thought they were talking about the twins also. So I just want to say I'm. But the last one was, it did say love Bev at the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trisha, to be swear. I just want to say four emails came in within a minute of saying that they thought the same thing uh, I did. It doesn't matter what they say. I said right. the debate. You didn't. Anybody that thought. Didn't. That you and didn't. I was doing this the whole time. I was staring oh, at both God. of you and thought it was so wild. And so you didn't. Well, all I know is that a lot of times I'll have lunch with my friends who go back to the newspaper days. Yeah. And these guys, I mean, there's one guy who's 90, mm-hmm. and another, a couple in their 70s, and, and one in the 80s. And uh, so this is just a normal conversation to me. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. What did you say? <laughs> yeah. yeah. See? Yeah, that's true. So how many emails did you skip over that said, I yeah. Mean, yeah. were talking Four in about a row. the debate? Blam, 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 right there. What a, su- a, a surprise. They sent it to your email. Because right. the really? feedback comes to my email. <laughs> no, no, no. And this no, is no, just no, a no. conspiracy to engage female listeners. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah. Half for men, half for women. So. How do you know? Because it says their names. <laughs> oh, so you're assuming just so their name is Robert, that they're Sorry, a man? Karen, if I misgendered you, I'd like to apologize <laughs> formally. Trisha, if I misgendered you, I'd like to apologize formally. What if, what formally. if it's Kareem? What if you pivot when you feel like you're losing an argument? Uh, what if you do that? I've never lost an argument in my life. <laughs> I don't know what that feels like. Well, I don't even know what that feels like. <laughs> it feels like this. Just, oh, okay, okay, yeah. just remember that <laughs> first, exactly. the first commandment of marriage is... If you get into an argument with your wife, mm-hmm. and it applies to any woman from a male perspective, yes. you'd better be wrong. That's true. That Catherine. You will that pay the price before. if you're right. Oh, like I said, I've been down that road a time or two. You know. <laughs> I'd love if my husband was right. It hasn't happened, but I would love He's never that. been right. Not <laughs> yep. once. Yep. Well, and picking you, that was a good And move, the other thing it? is, if you Look are you wrong. you trying to suck up she, and be nice. He didn't even hear that. I heard it, but I'm just deciding to it. literally just go, okay. Well, I mean, does he realize he brought home, like, fourth, fifth prize? <laughs> <laughs> A trophy wife. We didn't say we didn't say which trophy say or what place. place. Yeah, it's a participation ribbon. But yeah. I think we all could admit something. that. Exactly. Yeah. The other day, my my brother's been staying with us, and I he love said, that so much. "My brother goes, it amazes me that." Within about 20 minutes, you can get out the door. I've never met anyone like that. It like really sat with me going, the amount of prep I don't do to get out the door. I was like, ooh, that's bleak. Uh, yeah, well, you, pre- you prep the night before, don't you? Oh, yeah. I do all the hair curling and that Absolutely, stuff. Absolutely. No exactly. question about it. Then hit the sack. We have to take a break. We'll be right back and wrap this bad boy up in a couple minutes. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years. But I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now. Stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. 
With my Bryant on your side Seeking justice for the injured Bradshaw and Bryant Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B, Brittany Arneson. Yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals, Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel. Welcome to the Continental. From the world of John Wick comes a Peacock original three-part event that takes us back to 1970s New York. The Continental. This institution wields power beyond your imagination. Let's take this house and everything that comes with it. The Continental, from the world of John Wick. Streaming now. And away we go. Only on Peacock. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, kind of wrapping things up. Just look at some headlines from the day. Failed fail to take spotlight. Uh, apparently, the this debate, I didn't watch the debate last night. I watched about two minutes of it. Candidates failed to take spotlight uh, from Trump at debate. Well, doesn't he have like about a 30-point lead or something? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Something like that. I think it might be more. Did you see Chris Christie take like a like 30 seconds to just cut a WWE promo directly to Donald Trump? I know. What was that all about? <laughs> Did you guys see this? <laughs> no. I, I've got the audio here. It was, oh, it was something AJ. spectacular. Did you see anything about more. like, you know, that Britney won't hear and then she'll argue with him? Yeah, Wait, right. so I know. We're talking about the Twins game right now. So I know I've had more emails about how also people thought that, but I do want to take a time out. You guys have to be nice to me because my uh, grandma is listening in Williston, North Dakota. Okay. Kathleen, shout out your granddaughter. I love you. I'll talk call you later. That's it? I thought she was She uh, She texted you to say bullshit. He my did aunt, say it. My aunt, well, first off, I would never swear. Oh, okay. no, I've never heard that. No. I've never swore, okay. Grandma. I would never swear. Did she, was true. she listening when you were talking about having like a small dick and stuff like that? Yeah, or? was she listening then? You guys, I'm gonna kill you all. <laughs> what? Grandma, what? I love you. Question. You'll always love me. I what's your What's your name? Kathleen. Oh, another Kathleen. Kathleen Hagen. So, since Beverly looks like she could be your sister, does your grandmother look like she could be your mother? Yeah. Kathleen could be my sister as well. They're all just a bunch of my sisters. <laughs> you look that old, really? 
Kathleen. See how I flipped it on there? Kathleen. You're talking about how young they look? No, we're talking about Tom, can I get extra vacation days to go see Kathleen? What are you going to say? As many as you want. Oh, that's what I'm talking. Kathleen, I'll be there soon. I love you. (laughs) All right, let's hear the audio. I want to hear this. Thanks for listening, Kathleen. Is this the Donald Duck moment? Yeah, so this is is Chris Christie, like, just disregarding everybody else. Oh, God, it was so bad. Turns and faces the camera and starts, like, pointing WWE uh, stuff right here. In Washington, D.C. also. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Yeah. Oh, good God. one. Boy. How long did he rehearse that one? Oh, God, is that lame. And, and it's exactly right. It did sound like a WWE program. Yeah. It did. And Saturday night right. at the Minneapolis Armory, You've I'm going to show you. That's true. The table, ladders, and chairs. Exactly. You <laughs> went around this town talking all that smack. So this Let me is tell the you best we can do. This is the best yeah, we can do is these yeah. assholes. Best and the brightest. Oh, God. And I, that Chris Christie, what a pain in the ass that guy. I actually sat next to him at a restaurant in Florida once. Yeah. Really? He took up about 90% of the restaurants, but other than that, <laughs> Jesus. And 90% of the big. food. Yeah, no, he's... He's a big fella. He didn't... He, he had the surgery, too, didn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a massive pain in the ass, to tell you the truth. Well, he's, he provides a different perspective if you want one, but... Yeah, that's true. But, the, you know, the whole thing is just a shit show anyway. Yeah, I, I can't... I've ne- I don't think I've ever watched a debate from beginning to end in my oh, life. Oh, God, no. Never. I've I've never seen more than two minutes of a State of the Union address. Either. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, it, for me, it was like going to chemistry class when I was a freshman in college. This time, I'm going to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, This I promise I'll pay attention this <laughs> no. time. Didn't happen. I don't know. Like I said, I, I just really wish there was one person. I don't care what party they're in either. I give a rat's ass what party you're in. Mm. I cannot find a one person yet that I want to vote for. I just can't. That's no, tough. Need help. This is how bleak the pandemic was. Do you guys remember watching all the debates then? I remember watching all of them when that fly landed on Pence's hair and how. Oh yeah. Well, that, was, yeah. that may have been the best moment of any debate ever. It was like, and it, again, <laughs> I was just like, I don't watch any of this. And during the pandemic, you would have thought it was the only thing on TV. I was watching right. all of it. Right. And the breakdowns after were just insane. Oh, it was so funny. Well, here's what he really meant when he said, "Like, you know, okay." You know, I'm I'm looking forward to the uh, to the to the talk shows at night because they're never coming back. No, so. be, well, because well, they're halfway there, but but the writers are going to have like a year's worth of jokes stored up. So I hope so. Those shows should be funny for the first you know couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would think so. I literally cannot watch any of those shows. I think they're all horrendous. I just like the monologues because the you know the, the the writers are pretty good. Yeah, but it's all ass kissing politics. That's all it is now. A lot of it is, yeah. Johnny Carson never did that ever. Did he do that? No. Uh, get the politics off stand off late but, night television. But Johnny Carson, you know, that was a different era. It was. There's no question where, about where it. Republicans and Democrats would get together and compromise. Can we ever do that again? No. It's not going to ever happen again. Is I it? don't see it. But you know, you never know what's come, what's going to come down at some point. But we're a long ways from that. It's not going to happen overnight. Well, it's a, it's professional wrestling now, is what it is.
Yeah, I mean, Saturday night at the St. Paul Auditorium. That's why I've always, there. I've always felt like the the future of civilization depends on some horrible, horrible, uh, probably probably pandemic that'll wipe out half probably, the population. Probably true. That's Mike. probably what it'll take. Isn't that sad that it's going to take that? Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. I mean, every day when I have to work with Brittany, I think about taking myself out. But sure. you know, Grandma, that's a different Brittany. He thinks <laughs> I'm great. Love you, Grandma. That's a different Brittany, Grandma. Your Grandma probably is like going to her friends, like, "Yeah, I listened to Brittany's show today. It doesn't sound like she's doing too well." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love, love my Grandma. I can't so help much. but think about what it would have been like if my grandmother, my Grandma Sadie from Tulsa, was listening to the show. Yeah, I don't know how I I wouldn't deal with that well either. No, she wouldn't bake me any more of her terrible apple pies. I know that. They were bad, huh? Oh, they were bad. Yeah. I love my grandma. She was not a cook. No. My grandma, when I come there, she just it's it's the best thing because she's always she's into group things, so she'll always go. We should all go go take a nap, like in our own rooms. But right. like she always says a we or like I think we both need ice cream, and I go I feel. We do need ice cream. We do need ice cream. And we both need it. Like, I just love being at Grandma's. It's the best. So I miss it. It's been many, many years for me, I'll tell you that, sister. And I miss it horribly. I I will never have to miss it. Great, Grandma, because I'm coming over there soon. And we are going to take a nap. I still love the fact that my grandmother, who was not overweight, by the way, was six feet tall and weighed about 200 pounds. Dang. So that's now we understand. She yeah. was a big woman, I will tell you. What do you mean now we understand? Well, because <laughs> where it came from? Because you, you, you know, you managed to get most of her genes. I kind of did. It's, she was about my size. A little. I'm little surprised they fit. Her. Yeah. I was totally gonna say that joke, and I go, you know, I've been on everyone's nerves all day. No. I bet your grandma months. loved that joke. <laughs> seven months, grandma. I, I towered her. over my grandparents. Oh, did you really? What? Oh, yeah. I suppose most people do, though. Most Stop. people probably do tower over their grandparents. Yeah. No, there wasn't one man or woman. Well, of course, I never, I never met my grandfather. Were they sitting down <laughs> as you towered over them? Uh, Define tower. Right. Uh, tower would be um, three inches or more. And don't take that yeah. the wrong way. Yeah, don't take it the wrong way. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, my, you know, my mother was about 4'10". Jeez. So, wow. Yeah, you were telling me that. So my grandmothers, they, well... Of course, I remember my grandmothers as being about four foot six, but obviously at their peak, they would have been probably five feet tall. Yeah, probably true. And the one grandfather I knew, he was about five four. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because my mother's side was very tall. My uncles were six three and six four, something like that. But actually, my my uncle Eldon, my father's brother, he was about six one, something like that. But my dad was maybe five seven. Yeah. Something like that. That's why I say we know where the genes came from. Yeah. It wasn't from your dad. And it was not from my dad. And you dad, are so. a lucky man. Except, yeah, well, for the mental part of it. Yeah. But the physical part of it is not that great because all of those uncles got murdered. <laughs> so that's a problem. Yeah. Grandma, that ignore that part. <laughs> only it's three not a dangerous life I live. <laughs> Actually, only three of them got murdered. And my family tree, tree uh, people didn't need someone to murder them. Because no. they took care of it themselves. They took care. They killed themselves. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of that. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, after this joy-filled romp. <laughs>
Grandma, I may have adopted a cat. I'll call you later. I love you. She may need to move in with you, too, Grandma. <laughs> Grandma, I <laughs> might not up. have a job soon. It's I hear, fine. I hear, Grandma, that she has a grandmother apartment in her house just waiting for you to move in. Are you kidding me? I love that. I feel like you guys think I don't want to be around my family all the time. Unlike you guys, I love being around my family. Well, I love my family. What are you talking about? Yeah, but you love the ones, like, that you made, not the ones I guess you love. You would love if Toots lived with you. Oh, yeah, Toots, was, Toots did live with me at 35th and Penn. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. Matter of fact, she was the one on, I was it December 10th, December 11th, 1980. My mother was still living with me. I woke up to go to work, and on the dining room table, there was a sign that said, they killed John Lennon. Oh, my God. I will never forget that. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't say they who they were. Yes. I just said they that killed is John Lennon. So ominous. I know. I'm is that like, how you got the news? That's how I got the news. Yeah. So you didn't get it from Howard Cosell. I did not get it from Howard. My mother did. Yeah. But I didn't. I, I you know, I mean, that's Such most people hand. I knew got, got Howard Cosell. They got it from Howard Cosell. Yeah. Monday Night Football. Right, and like that, him dying was like big enough for them to cut into Monday Night Football, but yeah. not big enough news for your mother to wake you up. No, no, she didn't She's wake like, me no, up. She's like, no, we're just going to let him sleep. Actually, that's we'll a, I appreciate morning. that because what is Tom going to do? Right, I do exactly. appreciate when people let people sleep when it's like, even if it's a jarring information, you go, well, I can't do anything about that, so might as well let him sleep. 9-11, I just got phone messages when I got up because oh, I got God. up like, you know, at 2 in the afternoon. Yeah. And the whole thing was obviously long over by then. So it, I, I thought it was better to get the news that way. Are you on that audio that's on, that's at the Smithsonian? What's that? The... That the morning that oh no because you she were at home there. sleeping that's yeah right. you I was home there. sleeping yeah it wasn't that's a right. mic day yeah that's yeah, in the Smithsonian now that's pretty damn cool that's that is cool yeah I know just because we were the only ones who didn't think it was an accident well first of all half the building was missing how could you a not? light plane it's like that was not caused by a light plane well certainly plane. by the by the second one <laughs> exactly. that that kind of would kind of wrap it up you know maybe catch a hint yeah where we're headed with this. I thought today's show was great. You guys started out by pissing me off, by being a pain in the ass. But what you pointing to me for? It wasn't me. I actually <laughs> was really chill until I mentioned that I thought they were talking about twins. I thought we oh had a great gosh. relationship till then, and then I ruined it. <laughs> we had a you, great relationship. If we were going to do some notes, then. Kathleen, I did great until <laughs> that moment. You opened the show with Tom's going to be a pain in the ass because Catherine's gone. I, that was yesterday. And today. Yeah. And today. I was reiterating. I was buffering some of the world one, for Only you. one more day. She'll be gone for one more show, and then she's coming home on Saturday. Well, tomorrow I think I might be a little busy. Tom, <coughs> <laughs> I can't make it in. I think I got the black lung, Tom. You're not so great about that. I'm going, yeah. I know. <laughs> Every time I threaten to leave, he gets so excited about it. Oh, my God. He jokingly said that I was fired in front of AJ, and AJ's whole face yesterday was like, did you get fired just now? I go, no. <laughs> I get fired every day. I get rehired again by the end of the day. The worst part is when he says, you're going to the moon. Yeah, to, you, to the moon, to Alice. If, if he casually mentions assault, it's fine. So, AJ, do we, are, are you going to tell him the news about your... Uh, your stat status and stature. Yeah. Oh, time. sure. Yeah. Um, after a little while working for Hubbard, I will be on Monday starting. Uh, I'll be a more permanent role here with the Tom. I, I don't know what the, what is He's, the what is the official name. Just Tom Bernard show. It's the, not going to be the morning. It's even though it's still on in the morning. 
Perfect. So the Tom Bernard show, I will be uh, It'll be eight, nine, and ten o'clock hour, and then the family podcast at eleven. Yes, I will be kind of helping prep for that, getting things kicked off, and then I will be heading over to the Hubbard offices, doing some stuff with Score North. But uh, full time position, which ah. for me, first full time job. Oh, how right? exciting! Well, life changing. You got benefits, stoked. AJ. You got health insurance. I, now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy. I know you're so excited. I know it. It's exactly. I can tap into that feeling of. I have health insurance now. The, the the meeting was like, okay, so we're gonna do this. I was like, wow, more hours. Here, wow, money, wow, benefits, vacation. Like it kept getting better and better, and oh my god, it was just amazing. We're but all I, excited for you. I, I all right, it's awesome. So well, but total great. disclosure. I know we got to get going. Oh my god, it's already six after. It's fine. Uh, he, AJ sent me this beautiful email last night, and I responded, oh, "F off." I know. <laughs> well, uh, I shouldn't family. have done that, probably, but you know. <laughs> Nah, AJ. Yeah. He said it's not. It's not finalized yet, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait till the ink is dry. <laughs> it's the trial the ink process. Is dry. That's such a good feeling. I still That's remember wonderful. that when you first get up, when you do a bunch of gig work, and then all of a sudden you get a full time, and how it's just like, huh? I was so excited for you. So congratulations, AJ. And there's that magic moment in radio because you'll be doing radio stuff too, mm-hmm. where they give you the fob. Oh yeah, I get yeah. the fob. And then, well, there's, and then there's that magic moment. That morning when you come to work and the fob doesn't open the door anymore. Yeah. Gee, I've never been through that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> See, I had to t- I had to bring everyone down just a little. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. They're doing a good job bringing themselves down. What are they in about 11th place? No, that'll do it. <laughs> I was the only person, I think, in that whole history that actually, since I formally quit and, like, put in two weeks... I got to give them my fob. The guy was like, we never get these back. Oh, no, yeah. He's like, usually some... I still have mine. <laughs> I know, they never <laughs> get them back. A... I wonder if it's still even on. It might... Oh, you know what? It's there off. it is. Right... Oh, there it yeah. is. The fob is oh, still on. Oh, my God, that's I'm hilarious. coming over to the queue. No, no, he's not, you guys. He's not threatening. If anything weird happens over there, he's... it's not on us. I kept anything... my fob, but uh, but uh, it didn't work anymore. No, I'm sure it wouldn't I mean, they, I was not never fired, but they do... You know. I've heard that they have a new fob that you actually have to be an asshole to get in the building. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good quote. Oh, you big baby. I was going to make a joke about maybe like inserting your asshole somewhere, right. but I just held yeah. back because it's like <laughs> 10.08, it's time to listening. leave. Kathleen's gone by now. Yeah, Kathleen. My that was mama. me talking, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, yeah Kathleen's now gone. Yeah, I'll come pick some apples. I love you. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot.